It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Happy, happy Friday. Hope your Thanksgiving was filled with joy, filled with family, filled with food, filled with football. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10 off to get $10 off your order to any uh, restaurants that they are partnering with week in and week out. Uh, those uh, those restaurants this week, Jersey Mike's, Mama G's, or one of their newest partners, Jim Bob's Chicken Fingers. All of those very good. My neighbor across the street operates the Jersey Mike, so I'm a little impartial there. Once again, use promo code 10OFF10OFF for that. Or you can use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. It's a Ferg Friday as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. It's been a been a crazy week already. So yeah, it has. Ready to get to the Iron Bowl. For full transparency, we were recording this uh, about midday on Tuesday, and there's a bunch of things kind of up in the air. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see on a lot of things. But for those who are listening, and you as well, Justin, hopefully your Thanksgiving was great when this goes up Friday morning. Been looking forward to this. The Ferg Friday last week was the most listened to show in all of the college shows across the Locked On Network. So people are eating it up. And so uh, I'm going to take no credit for that. No, I think you should. I think you should. It's become a thing. It's become a thing. All right. So the Iron Bowl is tomorrow. Uh, I've gone on record multiple times this week saying I think the score is going to be about 45-17 in favor of Alabama. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's close. Kind of where are you feeling about this? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think if Auburn does some of the things they did against Tennessee, um, it won't be close. Uh, Mainly, they've got to find a way to slow down uh, the running game again. You know, they dominated Uh LSU's running game. Uh, the last time they played, you know, and then and then against Tennessee, Eric Gray and those guys were able to run all over them. If if you aren't able to at least slow Alabama down on the ground, uh, you know, it's they're going to be able to stay balanced. They're going to do right. what Georgia did to you in week two and just go back and forth and back and forth and just move the ball up and down the field on you. Um, so, I mean, that's one of my big things there. I think, and I've said this before, I think the way, Alabama, uh, way Auburn plays defense is the best way to – go up against a team like Alabama this year. Why is that? Because I don't think you can line up like Georgia's done. We've seen this now with Georgia against Alabama and Florida. You can't just line up and say, hey, we're going to do our stuff and we're going to try to beat you on every snap. Well, no, this is an offensive-geared game. This has been an offensive-geared season. But what Auburn does particularly well this year is they prevent the really, really big play through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, they force turnovers and they lock it down in the red zone. And, 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 you know, make it tougher on these teams. And so you know that Alabama's going to get their yards. What can you do? And if you look at some of the past Iron Bowls that Auburn has won, you got to take away some opportunities. You've got to create some havoc. Right. Um, you know, you win by – you went off two two pick sixes last year. You create some – you create <laughs> yeah. you create some short field goal opportunities that they miss in years past. So I think for Auburn in this game, the key is going to be when you you have to steal some possessions from them and I think Auburn's defense as it's currently constructed is good for that but again like I said it's harder to steal possessions if Bama's just running the ball on you and they're able to go back and forth pretty pretty evenly throughout and I think the other thing to keep in mind there is is that Auburn's secondary continues to do a good job of slowing down a team's top receiver they did again against Tennessee 
Devontae Smith, if they can take Devontae Smith, like lessen his impact, that's huge. But the, of course, the argument there is, well, Alabama's got more than one really good receiver. So but I, I'm McCreary, interested. Is McCreary going to follow Devonta Smith on Saturday? They don't follow a ton. They don't do use a lot yeah. of follow coverage. So like, is this an exception by chance, or you don't think so? Perhaps I, I wouldn't be surprised. Also, if Alabama just has tried to put you know Smith, maybe line him up in the slot on some things uh, on, on some things. It's just. When you go back yeah. and look at how Auburn handled Elijah Moore and Terrace Marshall and then this past week against Josh Malone, it's different guys stepping up, right? right? Nehemiah Pritchett has had, if you look at him statistically, a great season for Auburn. And he's gotten scrappier each and every week. Yep. I think you're seeing his personality come through his play a little bit more now, too. Yeah, and then you and have That's J- a comfort thing, I think. For sure. And then you have Jalen Simpson and Marco Domeo's getting some more run. Christian Tut, I mean, you, you've also got... Um, I think Christian Tut's really bad. And I don't think he's gotten any better this year. I think Christian Tut has had some games where he's looked really good in, in coverage, and I think there's been some notable games where he struggled in coverage. I think also his it's a tough job too. I don't want to throw him. I mean, there's a lot of and then like he goes out, and then Ladarius Tennyson comes in, and it's like, uh, okay, that's why Tut's starting. You know, Tennyson's not ready for he, it. Yet. He does a really good job in run support as well. No which question, is, especially if you're trying to hit him on outside run. So it's got to be a big game from those guys. You're right. Yeah, and uh, I'm also interested to see how much Auburn uses a guy like Owen Popo and in, in, in coverage and having him run around and chase some folks because Alabama's going to try to use a lot of different guys um, to attack Auburn. Yeah, and I mean by far, I think it's easy to say that this will be the best quarterback that they've played so yes. far this year. I mean, Mac Jones. I've said it before. I think the offense looks better under him than it did in two, with Tua mm-hmm. last year. As far as just involving guys and staying in the pocket and being able to throw, you're going to have to make him uncomfortable. Yep. Can Auburn do that without blitzing? Because I think if they have to blitz and get to him, that's going to be a problem because you need as many guys in coverage as possible against this offense. Yeah, this is going to have to be a big game for the defensive line again. And they stepped up in in a number of ways against uh, Tennessee in terms of pass rush they continue yeah. what they were able to do against against LSU in terms of the pass rush it's just that run stopping you got to worry about um, Big Cat Bryant looks healthier he's getting to the quarterback a, a lot more frequently uh, of course Colby Wooden continues to play really good football you know play in and play out uh, Daquan Newkirk's getting after the quarterback a, a little bit more often they're rotating guys there those guys are gonna have to have to really come and, and look Kevin Steele is going to be smart when he sends blitzes and we even saw last year in the Iron Bowl some blitzes forced Mac Jones into into tough situations right. and, and some of those picks. So for Auburn, I think in this case you got to be smart. But yeah, this is going to be a big one for the defensive line. I said it, you know, heading into the Tennessee game, they had to pick up where they left off against LSU. They did in the pass rush, but they didn't in the run stopping. They got to get back to the, those ways again for Auburn to have their best chance of of keeping it competitive uh, with, with Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Highly encourage you, if you are stocking up on alcohol, any kind of liquor, beer, or wine, and you're in the Auburn-Opelika area, East Alabama, West Georgia, to head over and see our folks at Frisky Whiskey just inside the uh, the Georgia state lines, meaning they can charge significantly less for alcohol, spirits, all of that good stuff. They are your one-stop shop. For all of it, beer, wine, liquor, whiskey, tequila, vodka, whatever kind of Thanksgiving you want to have, they'll, they'll help you uh, as you kind of continue that on into the weekend. You walk in, 10,000 square feet of selection, all kinds of variety, and really great service and incredible prices. So type in Frisky Whiskey into your phone's GPS, or if you just hop on I-85, when you get close, there will be a ton of billboards pointing you in the right direction. That is Frisky Whiskey. 
And I know Thanksgiving, a lot of us love Thanksgiving because it is the time to chill. And I encourage you to grab the beer that is made to chill. Cold lagered, cold filtered. Yes, we are talking about Coors Light. Highly encourage you to uh, stock up your fridge so when you open it, you see the cold and refreshing Blue Mountains staring back at you on the side of the Coors Light's can. You can get the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, the best content out there for all things Auburn. Highly encourage you to check all of that out. Justin, every Iron Bowl for Auburn kind of has a hero to it, whether yep. it's Cam Newton, whether it's Chris Davis. I mean, I think Jarrett Siddham was incredible in 17. Ryan Davis. No question about it. And then, I mean, Bo Nix was great. Last year's had a ton, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a group effort. Sean Shivers will be remembered forever. No doubt. Two pick sixes, like you said, are going to do it. If you had to predict, let's say Auburn pulls off the upset tomorrow. Right. Who's the hero of this game? Mm, Who, who's it going to have to be? I think it's going to have to be a wide receiver of some kind. Auburn's going to be going to have to be able to keep up with Alabama's offense and yeah. score in some chunks. Um, you know, without necessarily diving into a ton of what Alabama has done this season in, in the secondary, I know they've had some issues in certain games, but they've tightened it up recently. For some reason, just the way everything has been amping up, and I think I might have given it away a little bit by mentioning Ryan Davis there, I feel like this could be an Anthony Schwartz game. I feel like okay. this could be a game where – he makes big plays with his speed, but also catching the ball over the middle. Auburn's attacking attacking between the numbers a lot more frequently in this game. Right. And just find a way to get him. It could be Seth Williams as well. And also, I mean, like if he goes pro, this is his, you know, his last shot against the hometown team. And man, how crazy mm-hmm. would it be if Seth Williams could say he went two and one against Alabama? You know, if they if they pulled off the upset. That That's would be true. That would be a really, really remarkable thing for him. So but I just think Schwartz, like his ability to be instant offense and instant big play. And also, I think he's just gotten a lot better and has developed this season. Auburn is using him in a variety of ways a little bit more. Maybe it, maybe it's him. I think offensively that's going to be the case because, you know, just the, the, the iffiness around Tank Bigsby's uh, involvement makes yeah. me think that it's going to have to be all hands on deck kind of in the running game. And I'll, I'm going to ask you to give me a defensive one in just a second, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking through what I've seen of Alabama's season so far, and I'm trying to compare another guy to Schwartz that they've had to play. Elijah Moore with Ole Miss is the closest yeah. I can come to. And Moore and Moore had a huge game against. I mean, the, the whole Ole Miss offense did, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of it was you know Elijah and I would for have sure. Been, and I would have been interested to see what Terrace Marshall could have done against yeah, against we'll, Alabama. We'll never know, right? Yeah, and we'll see. It. We'll you know. But I, I think if you want to ask me for a defensive guy. You know, uh, this this feels like this feels like uh, this feels like an Owen game as well. I think he's going to have to do everything. He's going to have to. I was drop about back to ask how's he do it. Yeah, he's going to have to drop back in coverage. He's going to have to. Um, he's going to have to stop the run. And I, he's just kind of a guy who has a nose for the football, and he pops up to get some turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned, you know, the the last player at Auburn to have multiple sacks, uh, an interception, and a fumble recovery. In the, all in the same season for Auburn was Montrevious Adams, which is kind of hilarious to think about it um, because he got a pick. Yeah, you, he, that ball, the ball kind of popped up in the air. And he did kind of like what uh, what KJ Britt did. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, Big Cat Bryant did. Yeah, back in I believe that was the 16 season. He is just all over the place with the with the ball. Sure. And again, another one of those things. If Auburn needs to steal possession, get a turnover, maybe create some points off of turnovers like they did last year, like. 
He's got the Jets. He's he's got he's he's around the ball a lot. I think it could be him. If not, this might be a game where they need to have a big cat Brian or maybe Colby Wooden strip sack. You get get your opportunity and, and, and steal steal some possessions and get after him at quarterback. And I think Wooden has been playing so well this year. I've mentioned it before several times. He's averaging over a tackle for loss per game this season. And the last Auburn player to do that was Nick Fairley. So I mean that's that's the kind of that's the kind of impact he's making game in and game out. Had a text from a listener, I believe it was Mike from Missouri, asked this question. Colby Wooden eight and a half tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. I believe you're nodding. So yeah, and you're the stack guy. So I trust that. Uh, leading the SEC in tackles for loss. When's the last time a freshman has done that? I told Ooh, him I don't I, know. I told him like I bet that hasn't happened before. I'll go look that up. I, I, I can look that up uh, here. Um. Shortly, and I ho- hopefully I can give you I can give you a message if you want to relay it back to yeah, be like yeah, I'll send it to Mike, Mike for yeah. sure. But yeah, I mean he is that's a, a big deal when you talk about impact though. He and, and again, it's it's just one of those things where I keep going back to it. Clemson really wanted this dude, and they don't uh-huh. they don't just give offers to anybody, especially on that defensive line. And for Auburn to get him, he got that year to get. But you know, having Mono sucked. I think you know last year he would have been he would have been on the field if if you know he didn't have to go through that. Uh, he's he's just tearing it up this year. And the other thing there is he's super versatile. Like he's playing in, he's playing tackle. And at the beginning of the year, it looked like okay when they moved him back to in, he's that's his natural position. But he's played some tackle these last few games and still getting after the quarterback down the middle. And that's gonna be key because that Alabama offensive line is tough. Right. And uh, they got talent across the board, so they're gonna have to be very smart on how they attack. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us. What kind of content's going out these days? I know a lot of Iron Bowl coverage is coming. A lot of Iron Bowl stuff up. Um, you know, we've got uh, we had the mailbag earlier this week. We have a story of the goat goes up on Wednesday or went up on Wednesday. If you're listening to this now, um, trying to find like all right, Auburn's won three games under Gus Malzahn against Alabama. Mm-hmm. What what has been? Is there been a unifying factor in all those games? And it's tougher Ooh. to say than you think because they've won some high scoring ones, some low scoring ones, right. some weird ones. They've all been kind of different. Yeah, they've all been kind of different. But there's a couple of aspects of this that I, w- I want to focus on to try to see. Okay, this is what Al- Al- Auburn's got to do to have a shot at beating Alabama and beating Nick Saban. And then um, you know, um, by the time you're listening to this, Auburn will have played a basketball game. Right. There will be another one on Friday. Um, so, and then we'll do the normal, uh, we'll do the normal recap stuff over the weekend with the Iron Bowl. So there's a lot of, a uh, lot of analysis, a lot of post-game stuff for basketball and football. What's the, the easiest way to sign up? Yeah. AuburnObserver.com. Uh, you, when you go there, there'll be a thing that says you can put in your email or you can say, yeah, let me read it first. You hit, you hit either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you try to click on a story, it'll say, Hey, here, here we, here you go. Here's the, here's the way to subscribe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, $6 a month, $60 a year. Whichever one floats your boat um, is the way to get uh, is the way to get access to all of it. We're putting about five six stories out a week, 
Um, High quality stuff too. Most of them it. have videos or gifs in there, breaking everything down, so you can see. You can read it, but you also can see the visual aspect of it. It's worth every single penny. And we also have a premium podcast that we do uh, late week episode. We have free podcast everywhere mm-hmm. on Sundays. And uh, all that uh, gets sent right to your email inbox. So it doesn't matter. Um, you don't have to wait on me to you know, tweet out a link or you don't have to go to the website. It's going to go straight to your inbox and you don't even have to click on anything. Just awesome. Just read it, read it in the email. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's go uh, to some listener questions. 205-502-4285. Garrett from Alaska. Haven't heard from Garrett before, all the way in Alaska. That's awesome. Hey, guys, great show. Do you think Auburn pulls out a double tight end set against Alabama? And how much high school offense do you think we will see? I love when Gus pulls out those plays. I think he's meaning like trick plays and and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, I think you're going to have to see some gimmicky stuff. I think you're going to have to see some kind of, whether it's like a reverse type thing or double passes. I I think you're going to have to pull out some of that. Um, just to kind of, you know, you, you got to empty everything you got in this game if you uh, if you kind of, you know, if you want to beat Alabama. As far as double tight end set, we've seen a little bit of that. Uh-huh. Seeing progressively more of it. It was a, it was a big key against uh, Tennessee, uh, especially early on. They were running out of it a lot. And, of course, they set up the, the bomb to Anthony Schwartz out of it as well, um, trying to get kind of suck uh, them in a little bit they're kind of going back to some of that some of that older kind of gust stuff but doing it with some chad concepts and it's like hey get those guys committed in the box get some one-on-one matchups on the outside boom hit them downfield um I, i'm interested to see how that two tight end set continues to work and here's the, here's another thing brandon frazier there is a play in the tennessee game where he is running wide open down the middle of the field and they end up checking it down to they end up checking it down to dj williams and and kicking the extra point. He was out there a decent bit in two tight end sets as well. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if you see his name get called a couple times on Saturday just because they might be holding something for him. Yeah. You know, we, we think about the, the the game last year. They hit the they hit the uh, Sal Canella, basically the same play they ran against Washington, that red zone package. Mm-hmm. He's six foot seven. I wouldn't be surprised if they line him up on the outside and, and, and let him go to work against somebody. If a player not Bo Nix throws a pass on Saturday, <laughs> who do you think it is, and why do you think it's JJ Pegues? It's got to be Pegues, right? <laughs> if it's not, uh, if it's not, if it's not a punter, like or you know a, uh, a holder or something, if you want to do something wacky on a on on a fake. What about like I mean, I'm thinking Pegues about guys. The wildcat. That... Look, look, here's the thing: they have not used the wildcat basically since like week three or week four. Right. Like it is it has gone down because they haven't needed it as much. They've been mm-hmm. running the ball a little bit better. Um, out of just normal stuff. Iron Bowl 2017. Uh, carry on. Carry on making the play like that. So, I again, I think there's a lot of stuff they've held to this point because they didn't really need it these last few weeks. Um, and so, to to that listener's question, absolutely. I think they're gonna they're gonna try to empty empty out the playbook and 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 try to try to steal some things. Who else played high school quarterback? Kobe Hudson because he's a natural wide receiver. DJ, he, DJ Williams. Yeah. Um. I, I used to have a list, and I and I'm and I'm blanking now. Um, right. Ah. Yeah. So I think there's a few candidates there. Put Daquan but... Newkirk in at Wildcat still. Yeah. If you've yeah. never <laughs> seen him run the ball before, it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, hey, y'all love the show. What is the biggest thing that needs to happen for Gus to finally win in Tuscaloosa? I talked about magic. this a little bit. Magic, <laughs> luck, um, the ball to bounce your way. But yep. I think long sustained drives. I think if you run the football consistently and have Longer drives, I think that would be something. You know, keep yep. Mac Jones and the Alabama offense off the field. Keep your defense fresh and they did ready that a to good go. Bit last year, yeah, I think that's kind of the answer. They haven't gone too deep 
defensively when it comes to personnel, especially linebackers. Defensive line's not as deep in the rotation as it typically is. And then, like, with defensive backs, it's like the same five or six guys playing all game. So yeah. you got to keep them off the field and, and, and comfortable and, you know, let them catch their breath. That's my answer. I, that that's the way I think you're just going to need some you're just going to need some some weird stuff to happen kind of ball master Th- think of it this way the last time Auburn beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa they had the greatest quarterback on earth and still needed <laughs> some breaks to fall their way to, to beat them so you know the, the, the thing for Auburn I think in this one is they got to they got to continue to just be be competitive you know when was the last time Auburn was in the game in the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa in the fourth quarter 2014 and you, yeah. they lost that game it was a shootout for the ages they lost that game I, I think because early on they weren't able to capitalize on some on some red zone trips and end mm-hmm. up having to kick some short field goals and rock thomas fumbled on the first play that, yeah that, that that'll that'll hurt you and, mm-hmm. and the ghost and the ghost still permeates the the auburn the auburn running back room to the day to uh-huh. this day but right. i i think st- like if you're still in it in the fourth quarter you're gonna ha- you're gonna have a shot like survive i think to get to the fourth quarter because a lot of times that third quarter and i'm worried Denny about the third been, quarter the third quarter and I think at halftime it's close. I think at halftime so, it's close. And so that's the interesting thing because different teams do different things. Third quarters this season for Auburn have been good. Like you can look at every game this season, and the third quarter has been one of their stronger stronger quarters. Yeah. Even Georgia, like they didn't let Georgia just blow the doors off of them after halftime. You're right because of that third quarter. So that is and look Tennessee. Tennessee is one of the worst third quarter teams I've ever seen. Auburn takes control of the game in, in, in the third quarter, right. ends up carrying it in the fourth quarter. Got to survive. Got to survive to that fourth quarter, to that fourth quarter, and and then hey, maybe something weird will happen. You got a pick? Oh boy, um, you know I don't think Auburn gets blown out. Uh, I think the think the spread somewhere around like twenty one and a half or something like that. Um, so twenty three and a half. Last tw- I checked on Tuesday, tw- a lot's going to depend on if those offensive tackles are healthy and if mm-hmm. if Tank's healthy. So this is all kind of up in the air. But I I won't make a direct score prediction but if you look at sp plus and you look at some other things auburn is better than what the the spread suggests okay i think auburn covers um i think it's closer i I like your pick of being close to the halftime i think something might get away from in the third third and the fourth quarter but i'll say this um auburn comes out of this game not completely embarrassed by any means tough stuff they're gonna look back and say all right we should have done this and this and this but this is not going to be a demoralizing loss so it it looks different than 2018's iron bowl I think so. I, I don't think this team necessarily gets lit up like that Got it. in the same way. And then I also think Auburn's offense is better prepared for this this aspect. And again, like I said, mm-hmm. having taken, having those tackles would be key as well. Yeah, awesome, man. One more time, where can they find all your stuff, buddy? AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month, $60 a year. Got a lot of stuff going on for football and basketball. All right. Good luck, everyone. Hope yes. you survive the Iron Bowl. We'll be back on Monday to cover every single bit of it. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.